All right, it's Keith Baldry's Baldry's Beat, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Start here with the breaking news here about uh, the NDP losing MLA here. <laughs> Adam Adam Walker, uh, the NDP MLA Parksville Qualicum, he is out of there, and we don't know precisely the reason why. Let's play the David Eby speaking a sh- very short time ago here about the uh, the loss of this MLA. Here's Eby a short time ago. So we received a complaint from an employee uh, in late July. Uh, this was not a sexual harassment uh, complaint, uh, and uh, but the complaint did uh, start a formal process under our collective agreement uh, that uh, just concluded. And based on the findings of that uh, caucus investigation, I made the determination that Mr. Walker could not continue in our caucus. Okay, so not a sexual harassment complaint. Hard well, to make, hard to figure out what this is about here. You mentioned the collective agreement. Um, this is the, the NDP caucus is unionized. Yeah, uh, there is a collective agreement. A lot of collective agreements do contain language can, um, involving workplace conduct. Yeah. So again, I don't want to make two leaps here, but the news release yesterday did refer to conduct. So we'll see what comes of this. He's now presumably um, going to sit as an independent. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. <clears throat> you couldn't pick a lower-profile MLA out of that caucus than Adam Walker because, uh, I mean, he had, a, he had a parliamentary secretary post that most people had to look up um, <laughs> reporting this. So very low profile. Also represents a seat that traditionally is not an NDP writing. Parksville Colicum was held fairly comfortably by the B.C. Liberals for a number of years. Michelle Stilwell, yeah. um, I actually thought she was going to win in 2020, one of the few, um, I thought, safer ridings. But that was sort of the depth of the of the B.C. Liberal loss. And I think she lost mostly because the Liberals stayed home yeah. rather than a surge of NDP support. So, again, uh, not considered a safe NDP riding by any means. But it does, again, raise the question, if the B.C. Conservatives run a candidate in the next election, does that split the vote? And we're maybe getting ahead of ourselves. The news of the day is still that a caucus member is out, kicked yes. out. And yes. boy, that's two in one week. Two we're, big moves. Two big moves. Bandman moves to the Conservatives, giving them uh, party status. Walker's move doesn't really do anything to the NDP majority. I mean, right, they still have the majority. They have a big majority. Right. But uh, now it just has to go sit somewhere else in the House. Right. And before this, this guy's biggest claim to fame was this was the guy who was attacked by a just deer. Last, yeah, got gashed by a, a deer yeah. protecting his, uh, his, his dog. dog in the right. driveway yeah. at his home uh in, the, in his riding. And, and I had him on the show last week. Oh, yeah. I had, had him on the show goal. last week because, yeah. you know, this guy, he was gored by a deer. Okay, so we brought him on. He told this story. And I have to admit, I I, had, I didn't know who this guy was. No. I mean, I don't think you could find a more low-profile MLA here in, yeah. the, in the legislature. A lot of people so, didn't know who Bruce Bandman was. Yeah. Uh, now people do know who Bruce Bandman was. So you can, you can gain fame for all interesting reasons. And unfortunately for Mr. Walker, he gained it this way. Yeah. Now, this Conservative Party wild card here we have in BC politics now, I think this is crucial going forward. And like you said, like this is a riding that was historically a liberal riding usually. And the NDP picked it up last time. But man, if the Conservatives run a a party uh, or a candidate up there. Maybe the NDP, they lose this MLA. Maybe they pick up, they, well, they win you know, the seat again anyway if the Conservatives split the vote. Yeah, Stillwell won with about 50% of the vote in a couple of election, elections. It slumped a bit in 2017 to, um, I think, about 42, 43%. Yeah. Um, but again, before her, Ron Cantillon won yeah. by a fairly wide margin. Leonard Krogh won that seat for the NDP back in 91 and 96. Yeah. Uh, so it has, you know, the NDP has won there before. But again, it used to be the affluent retirement yeah. part of the island. 
the demographics have changed there. There's less retirees percentage and more younger families because it's a little more affordable than other places, particularly south of there in the in the capital region. Nevertheless, uh, you know, it, it's that seat's going to be competitive for uh, for any party come the next election. Let's take a look at uh, some of the federal uh, political scene, which is really heating up, and the housing cost issue continues to be front and center. And later in the show today, I'll be speaking to, uh, we'll be talking about soaring rents in mm-hmm. Metro Vancouver. I'll be speaking to a young woman who's paying $3,300 a month Whoa. in rent in Langley. Okay. Whoa. So this is what people are facing right now. Have a listen to this because last week you had Justin Trudeau and the Liberal caucus gathering in London, Ontario, where price of housing, cost of housing was front and center. Listen to one of his own MPs here. This is Liberal MP Ariel Kababaga uh, talking about how she can't afford to buy a place on on an MP's salary. Have a listen. I'm 32 years old. I'm a member of parliament. I haven't been able to purchase a home. I came here to this country as a refugee. I've been a single mom for the last uh, 14 years. And um, these are things that are not unique to just me. MP salary, by the way, is nearly two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, so. and, and home ownership is going to remain out of reach for some time. I mean, we're talking a long time before this is solved. If it's ever solved, I mean, you look at a number of economists and housing analysts over the weekend saying this is a long-term problem, and it's not confined to one area of Canada or even Canada. Yeah. This is a worldwide phenomenon in many places, and it's going to be interesting whether voters over time get to the point where they don't think anyone has the solution. Yeah. And therefore, does it disappear as a political issue as a one party having an advantage over the other? It seems that the liberals are starting to get their heads in around this issue, um, talking about it, uh, that promise last week to get rid of GST on new construction, which got a pretty good headline today in the Globe and Mail that some a number of uh, business communities support that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know, Paul Dev will continue to hammer his point as well on a number of ones. But again, I wonder whether over time you see governments enact different measures. We've seen it in BC. The NDP's brought in a number of measures. Housing prices have gone up. Uh, at what point do voters think no one has a solution here? Therefore, I'm looking for another reason to vote for a political party. Speaking of that GST issue where Trudeau suddenly came out and promised we'll get rid of the GST on new rental construction in Canada. And this is something that he had, he had talked about eight years eight ago, years never ago. delivered on. But it's also something that Pierre Polyev, the conservative leader, had seized on. Mm-hmm. And this was something that he had, there's a drum he'd been beating. Like, we got to redu- get rid of the GST on this rental construction. And Polyev was, <laughs> he was like, oh, Trudeau stole my idea. But he's, that's, that's traditional politics. Right. You're running Far behind. You copy the other guy. Take, copy what's working. Take something out of the other guy's platform. Call it your own. Yeah. The other guy can squawk all he wants, but I mean, all's all's fair and loving politics. Yeah. Now on that point, now have a listen to this. This is really interesting. This has been making the rounds on social media here the last last few days. So you're going to hear Polyev first here speaking at the Conservative Party convention recently. The promise of Canada. That is the theme here. And then a week later, Justin Trudeau making very similar comments here. Did Trudeau kind of copycat Polyev here? Have a listen to this. Promise of Canada was that a kid could start anywhere and get anywhere. And every generation was just a little bit better off than their parents. That was the promise of Canada. The promise of Canada is about every generation reaching even higher than the previous one. Our job as a government, as a team, is to secure that promise. 
Hey, the promise of Canada. Promise Those two weeks, it was a week apart there. Yeah. That was Paulie at first and then Trudeau a week later. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think Trudeau, I, there's been a subtle shift, I think. Very yeah. subtle with that, with that Liberal caucus meeting, which more came out of that Liberal caucus meeting than came out of that cabinet retreat in Charlottetown, which seemed to be a big dud affair. The, since the, that caucus meeting, you've got the GST promise. You're going to you're seeing different language being used by the liberals. who seem to be a little more pep in their game. Not nothing huge. And again, you have to wonder. We've talked about this before. Polyev has to be careful not peaking too soon. Mm. You know, you know, you don't want to punch yourself out. It's yeah. just going to be a Muhammad Ali rope dope strategy <laughs> from Justin Trudeau. Let your opponent punch and punch and punch and punch until they get tired or everyone else gets tired of it. So there's still a long run-up before the next election. Two years, potentially. Yeah. Right. So um, I just think there's been a subtle shift in the in what both parties are doing here. When does this start getting really down and dirty? Like, you know, I'm, into, I'm looking for the attack ads here well, from the Liberals going after yeah, Paulia. Exactly. Yeah. I, maybe we're still a few away. away from, but I think the Liberals publicly are expressing frustration. When are we going to get in the game? Yeah, when yeah. are we going to do something? We've had MPs speak out about that at that caucus meeting on the eve of it, openly to the media saying, why are we so quiet? Why aren't we fighting back? So I think the pressure is coming internally in that Liberal caucus is that we have to do more than just be a punching bag for Pierre Poliev. I think those attack ads are coming sooner than later. All right. Keith Baldry is my guest. Phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898. Toll free on your cell. Chris in Surrey. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Uh, Keith, I think you're right when you said that uh, no politician can overcome this, the housing crisis and stuff like that. But I'm in a real quandary who I'm going to vote for in the next federal election, Keith. Um, uh, Trudeau keeps spending and spending and spending. And his, his crony, who's the head of the bank account, keeps raising rates. I mean, they paused last time, but all this is, increases to inflation. So he's out. Polyev, he still hasn't put out a platform what he's going to represent. So he's out. Jagmeet Singh is still saying, oh, let's go after the CEOs of, of the groceries. Well, yeah. if you want a business, Keith, isn't it, isn't it your right to make a profit? So where's the crime in that? So that's why I'm in a real quandary, Keith, of who to vote for in the next federal election. And, you know, you're not alone. You know, you're not alone, I'm afraid. No, there's good reasons and bad reasons on all sides of the ledger, as there often is in, in elections. I mean, it's right to be skeptical of every politician's promises. They promise the moon, the stars, the heavens. They might be able to deliver a tiny fraction of that. Yeah. They pr 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 purport to have way more power over things than they actually do, yeah. whether it's by design or happenstance. So be wary of politicians is my advice. But you do, you know, encourage people. You've got to pick a, pick a lane here at some point. You know, cast your vote with who you think is going to make a difference to the issues that count to you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can go back and forth. I know people, one day they're Trudeau, next day they're Polyev. Yeah. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of crossover with Jagmeet Singh and Polyev and, and, and such. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a difficult choice for voters that lay ahead. Uh, but we're not there yet. The pressure is going to be on Trudeau and Polyev in particular to get more detailed in exactly what they're talking about. Now, Poliev has put a little more meat on the bone than Trudeau has by far when it comes to housing. He's talked. He, he actually, he's, he's got a bill coming before Parliament next week 
that will break down a number of measures on on um, housing penalties to municipalities, carrots and sticks with yeah. percentages. I mean, yeah. he's got a little more detail there. Trudeau's thing last week, which was an old promise, but nevertheless, it's getting good reviews, getting rid of GST on new rental construction. Sure. That's the start of what's going to be detailed uh, liberal platform. Both are going to have platforms with more detail than currently exists. It's going to be up to the voter to pick one. Yeah, and as for Trudeau's promise here now to haul the CEOs of the grocery store chains onto the carpet in Ottawa, and he's been demanding he wants a plan from these big grocery store conglomerates to lower their prices by Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, by the time you're carving your turkey on Thanksgiving, he has said that he wants a plan from these grocery store chains to lower their prices, or he's going to carve them up. Well, he's going to potentially put the hammer down on I them with he's taxes. To, yeah, the taxes, I'm not, you know... No How does that think, lower prices? By raising taxes on them? Yeah, I just, I don't see that at all. And again, I think it's he's playing to Jugmeet Singh a little bit by pretending to think that the CEO salary somehow governs the price of beef. You can make the argument, yeah, Galen Weston and others, why are they being paid bonuses? Why are they getting the salaries they got? You could take them out of the picture tomorrow entirely. That's not going to affect the price of beef or food in your store. There's a yeah. lot more things in the supply chain than a CEO salary. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that later on the show, by the way. So I think that's a really interesting one. You know, Jugmeet Singh has called for an what he's called an excessive profit tax. Traditional. So it sounds like that's NDP. what Trudeau is planning. Yeah, and that's a traditional federal NDP. You don't see yeah. provincial NDP governments bring in something like that. This is this is federal NDP language. Yeah. Daryl in Coquitlam. Hi, Daryl. Go ahead. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, on this past weekend, my wife and I met a, a young couple who her company transferred her from London, England, to Vancouver. She is a Canadian, and it was kind of humorous because she, by profession, is an urban planner. And she was telling us that what we're experiencing here is a worldwide phenomenon. They rented, uh, in the suburbs of London, a flat of 350 square feet for three of them, and it was fifteen hundred pounds, about fifteen or sixteen hundred pounds a month. Yeah, so this is not this. The problem we're having here with rent is not unique to Metro Vancouver. No. it is happening in all major centers around the world. It is. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's happening in Sydney, Australia, Hong Kong, Metro Vancouver, Metro Capital Region over here has a serious problem with rent. And I think the rent problem is outpacing the home ownership problem. I think home ownership for so many people, is gone as, a, as a, an aspiration. Yeah. Uh, what's, what is more urgent, because it affects far more people, are rents. Yes. Rents affect far more people. When we're talking, when you make a home purchase, you're making a home purchase because you've, you've collected a bit of a nest egg, and you do have some money. Even though you're carrying a high mortgage in many cases, you're willing to take that chance. In rent, you don't have that luxury. You may have no nest egg. And you have no choice but to pay these exorbitant rents. I think that's more of a crisis than home ownership. Okay, well, it's particularly acute crisis right here in British Columbia. We've got the highest rents in Canada. Mm-hmm. This has been affirmed again in the most recent reports. Yeah, so. no, it's uh, it's it's you know how many guests have you had on that that guy we had you had on a while ago seventy thousand a year. Yeah, and he can't afford to pl- he can't afford a place. No, he so can't find a place. We're for rent. talking when we're paying three thousand a month. That's after tax income. 